Hey Marvel fans, I'm Paul Hills, Gates Card Artist for Upper Deck, and you are listening to the Marvel Card Collectors Podcast. Hello everybody, my name is Ian Taylor, and welcome to the Marvel Card Collectors Podcast, brought to you by the Marvel Cards Fan Collective, an awesome community of card collectors and creators. You can find our two groups on Facebook, details of which are at the end of this podcast, so come check us out. With me is my co-pilot in all things Marvel cards. Without him, we're on a crash course to certain oblivion, or at least several takes of this podcast. It's Norrin Rad. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Hello. Hello, everybody. <laughs> Again, even though they weren't here the first time. Um, welcome it's back, folks. Um, if this is your first time, thank you for being with us. If this is a, a repeat visit, then we must be doing something right. So, yes. Um, yeah, uh, hats off to you all for for making the trip back to Marvel Card Collectors Podcast Ville. Um, as always, if it is your repeat visit, then you'll probably be moved to leave us a review, or say something nice about us, or even retweet or share our page or anything like that on any of the social channels. So I'm blatantly just going to whore us out straight away to our listeners and say please send us internet love we're needy thank you we need it we, we are need love. yeah and we are needy generally i mean we're you know 100 yeah. percent. yeah i just yeah. got blocked by two people because i was hounding them for cards on ebay so i'm pretty needy hey listen we're sycophantic narcissists so you know yeah. it's what we do so you know um if anyone if anyone's uh, got issues with that, they can dial one eight hundred eat cards. Um, so <laughs> you can. Oh, I'm punchy on this third take of the podcast today. You are I like it? I like yeah. your picking. Yeah, you are punchy, you saucy. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Um, <laughs> and you can find you can find us as ever at the MCC Pod on the Twitter, on the Instagram, and on the Book of Face. <laughs> Um, the book of face. The book I like of that face. better. It's more epic. Book of face. When it first started, Facebook, I remember a lot of people um, used to get the name wrong, and one person that I used to work with accidentally called it my face. Because <laughs> of course, my face the... was the thing. Yeah, I feel all of us were at one point we're bridging over and we're like, oh, what, what social media page am I on now? Yeah, yeah. It well, just got too hard to manage. Too, yeah. too much narcissism. Well, before, that was before we were settled men, I'm sure we've both had the experience where you say the former lover's name during moments of intimacy. So it's kind of like that. <laughs> former lover's name. I've just been so busy with all my lovers. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just overlapping now. Yeah. Well, you know, let's move I on. Let's move on. <laughs> I had a co- my cousin, uh, Matthew. He actually, what a messed up dude. So he, this girl he was with, yeah, kept being upset that he was hanging out with his best friend Andrew at the time, right? Over and over, like him and Andrew were, you know, stuck like glue, and she kept being upset at him that he was hanging out with him or whatever. Not in a jealous, but just you know, just poking fun at him or whatever. Hmm. So one time he told us that he called out Andrew's name during their time together. <gasps> okay, <laughs> to to be funny. <laughs> They broke up like two weeks later. I was going to say, I'm surprised <laughs> it they didn't break up. Funny. It was very funny. 
<laughs> I'm surprised they didn't break up two minutes later. No, it was two weeks later. It was crazy. Wow. It was like, we were surprised. Tell us the story. We were like, so what are you doing tonight? He's like, well, I'm going, we're going out. And I was like, she's still with you. <laughs> Mate. That's, yeah. Yeah. It wow. That's dark. That's dark. It was dark. It was, it was very fun. It was yeah. dark, but fine. Yeah. Relationship goals from the Marvel Card Collectors podcast. Um, there you go. Listen, we, we've gone up because on the first version of this podcast that we've tried to record today, um, we went to Japanese horror straight away. Yes, so we did. I like to think that we've we've kind of stayed on the extremes of, of, of acceptable conversation. We've just veered it from horror towards, well, another type of horror. Andrew. Another type of real horror. Yeah. Andrew. Yeah. Very unsettling Andrew horror. Andrew. Anyway. <laughs> oh my goodness me Let, let's keep going let's keep going stick with let's us do it. let's do it stick with us yes so um i just wanted to say um before we go into you repeating <laughs> what you've already told me about about your about your spot quest um our That's intro artist last week marlo yes. martos bless him he shared he shared our podcast post on his own um, on its own social feed and he tagged me in it and he tagged you in it and we ended up we ended up getting loads of his family commenting on it and i just thought it was really sweet so sweet because you could see his mum going i'm so proud (laughs) and things like that and i thought broke my heart yeah so nice i thought that's really kind so yeah. Um, I saw so many people hitting him up and be like, "Congratulations!" And yeah. he deserves it. He's really great at what he does, and it's awesome. I'm happy he has so much uh, love for him out there. It is. It's like you know, thank you. Uh, my very first podcast intro for the Marvel Card Collectors podcast. Thank you so much to Ian Taylor and Noreen Rad for this opportunity. It was a fun experience for me. I hope to do this again in the future. Well, yeah, of course. Yeah, definitely come on um, and You're talk. So to welcome. And he shared it, and. It's honestly, it's had more social engagement than any of the posts we've ever put out. <laughs> so, yeah. Marlo, you can be our agent. Um, he's had 84 reactions to it on Facebook. And the comments at the moment are, I'm having to, you know, when you have to like scroll through comments and like tell it to show more because it can't show them all. So, yeah. I think his wife has gone, congratulations, honey. Um, so nice. Um yes so anyway um it's good it's it is good, good. it's good Love it. it's good it's good sorry i'm pausing because i just read <laughs> read some good ones there's, there's a lot in there's a lot in his native language That's a lot of um, yeah, yeah. which is which is great so thank you very much for that marlo uh we appreciate that um and this Seriously, week thank you, marlo. let's um i'm just going to dive in and talk about um this week's um artist intro from um, a countryman a fellow countryman of mine paul hill um so paul good evening sir thank you very very much um for that intro um i've been after paul to do an intro for us for a couple of months um and um he kind of it was awesome it was probably worth it (laughs) yeah no definitely worth it so um so he kind of had to do his vocal warm-ups and and get himself ready so and get himself psyched (laughs) get into character and project um (laughs) 
so paul um thank you for that you, you can find i'm going to tell you where you can find paul straight away because you've kind of got to eyeball his stuff um he's on instagram at paul j hill underscore art and the links to this will go on the tasting notes by the way um he's on facebook at paul hill art now he's also on twitter which i've foolishly not gotten up on my screen um because that's actually the most relevant one because paul on twitter is the most incredible supporter of how posts um he, what a gem. he favorites them he retweets them he tags us in his posts um and he's Aww. clearly been working at twitter for quite a while because whenever he tags you in his post your phone is just going absolutely bonkers for ages because people are liking it and 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 all that um so That's he's on so twitter cool. at paul j hill 81 um describes himself as a father artist graphic designer upper deck sketch card artist dcau and tunes fan tunes i think that could be soccer related uh dm for commissions um and yeah so he's um he's got a pretty decent twitter following and he does some really nice stuff so i guess the way to describe his art would be how do you describe it it's probably kind of a character, character, not caricature. That's that's the wrong word, um, but it's kind of on that no. on that on that wavelength. I think it reminds me of like nineties cartoons. You know what I mean? Yes. Like I think it has that really distinct personality. Yeah. His eyes and shapes, his faces are always very indicative of their like personalities and characters. And I don't know. It seems like it seems like a. Um, his own version of like the Bruce Tim Batman animated series. Yes. I can see an animated That's right. it's series. It's an animated with this style. series style. Yeah. It yeah, reminds for me. Sure. This is what it reminds me of. It reminds me of Ren and Stimpy a little bit. Yes. Like it's the really of, cool. Like yeah. the really early oh, Ren and Stimpy. Style of animation is that called? There's a specific um, name I'm not I sure. remember. But he's. Oh, um, but it, I love his Ninja Turtles too, by the way. Like, yeah, I'm there's all at sorts his of Instagram. Stuff. They're I mean, so, it's so fun. Yeah, he's he's done a real breadth of stuff. I mean, it, the latest stuff he's posted has been uh, the Breaking Bad guys in Indiana Jones, but he's he's got Ultraman yeah. stuff on here. He's got um, Ninja Turtle stuff on here. He's got Batman, Grimm's Fairy Tales. He's got Batman. He's on yeah. Spider-Man: Far From Home. He's on Marvel Ten. They've got he's got APs available of all these. Yeah, that's really cool. Um, Really like his style. Oh, he did Heifer and like Yogi Bear. Yeah, yeah. You know, he's definitely part part of that school of like that animated. And he has a very distinct face. You know, um, I can't remember his name now, but I like. There's some artists that when they do each of their characters, the face kind of carries over. Like the, yes. you can tell, like they all exist in the same world. Yeah, that's always really impressive to me because that's just such a hone in of like style and like fun creativity and just really shows you what they can do really it's really cool that. and he, he yeah. does it, his I social dig. is done with such love and effort and you know, i just I, I really dig it um i really dig it too. um he's based i think he's based in north england um mm. he um he's certainly got something on on his instagram feed about going to the yorkshire comic art festival um back in november 2019 um a little bit far for me to go um he's got all sorts of stuff on here he's got he's got captain america marvel studios first 10 years he was on he's on he was on the deadpool series that upper deck put out um he's on marvel 18 he's on premiere yeah 
um and there's some yeah it's just eat it up go and go and just dive into his world on instagram because it really does feel like you're stepping into a a style and a kind of a a, a connected world of of uh, i guess it's it it feels to me like it's their their own mirror universe kind of thing going on yeah i agree i love that mirror universe yeah i agree 100 percent. like i can see all these characters existing in a whole separate kind of uh like world and they have their own style it's just really cool yeah it's really good i love it so yeah Paul, i really like it. thank you um i'd love to know more about you know where you learn to do your stuff what your influences are um yeah there's some really nice stuff on here i love it so paul mm. thank you um thank you for doing that intro for us um i love it i really dig it thank you thank you thank you thank you um coming to a twitter near you soon get yourself to twitter norin um i'm on it you need to get yourself an account i do you do you do myself an account i need i need to well actually no it up you don't well you don't need your account what i should do is share with you log into the podcast one and you can just use that as your avatar to journey through see the things I That's love what it. I actually do. Um, <laughs> so yeah, let's go ahead and do that. So we're going to talk about Spot Quest next. So tell yes. me about Spot Quest, which you've already done once today. But for the benefit of our listeners who won't hear that, tell us about Spot yeah. Quest. So Spot Quest was the direct result of this horrible, horrible thing I've gotten myself into, which is called Collectors Club. And well, it is all club. their fault. Yeah. So, character <laughs> club. Yeah. Oh, God. Character well, we just club. call it CC. Now, so it could be anything. It could CC. Be card. We call it CC. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. Character club. Um, and we were talking about characters we're collecting and all this kind of stuff. And I've never gone for like an EPAC achievement yet. And let me, so let me back up and tell you basically what this is. So, for Fleer Ultra Spider Man, among other sets, there are certain things that you can do to get exclusive cards that you can only get through EPAC. One of those things you can do is collecting a hundred of a base card and turning it into a rainbow foil, which you can only achieve through EPAC. And for spot, there are two versions. There's the base, the base foil, and then the base rainbow, which I have all three of those. Mm-hmm. And then there is the base web parallel and then there's the uh, web foil well yeah the web foil parallel is the actual insert with the web in the background the second one is the web foil silver and mm-hmm. the third one is the web the web foil rainbow not a lot of people have web foil rainbow and a lot, a lot of them have been claimed because because it's an insert card it's almost impossible to get one per pack right <coughs> Because you can get those one per pack. Yeah. So, yeah. So because of that, it's kind of a nightmare to get. Well, I am officially only two rainbow foils away from getting the rainbow foil. Oh, that's it's that's very, hard graft. It's very tough. I was yeah. blocked by two people because I asked one too many times. I've oh. offered money which i feel bad <laughs> i've chased people down through various social media and forums 
And right now I am stuck at the wall. There are 13 spot cards available on EPAC, and I only need two to get myself the rainbow web foil. Mm. Yeah, okay. so that's where I'm at right now. This has been taking up my time, and I love it so well, much. Well, that's the thing. The, the weird thing is you've, you've really gone into this, I've, uh, and I don't know how you found the time, because I've barely had the time. <laughs> Any. and i've already had a warning from upper deck for, for doing exactly what you were doing which was posting on the epac forum so i thought oh if he's doing that i'll do that and i i basically said i'm also willing to trade or buy and got a warning hell off from upper deck admin on epacs probably because um oh, you're, gonna, you're gonna have to bleep you're gonna have to bleep you're gonna have to bleep. let's bleep yeah some mother <laughs> hit, the, hit the alert button to say this, you know, because there's a little bell on all your posts on the on the e-post. Jerk off. Yeah. So someone did that. Um, and so I got a warning. So I had to stop doing that. But actually, when I looked at it, the um, in terms of the black cat, the web foils, there's only about 36 of those showing on EPAC. Oh. Okay, so there's not even close. Now there are three silver web foils, which are equivalent to ten of the web foils. So effectively, yes. that means there's sixty-six web foils. Yeah, because because it's, it's ten web foils for a silver web foil. So which is which is all very well and good, but what it means is I couldn't achieve it. It's not actually achievable with what is available to trade on epacs now that doesn't mean to say that people haven't got them locked but you can't see a count of that and you don't know that for sure and once they're at the epacs platform it's not possible to do it as soon as you extract it that's it it's not no longer valid so the only hope on that one is if people pull more of them because there are still a lot of cases of fleer ultra spider-man left to buy but the web foils aren't you know they're not they're you know they're an insert they're not they're not base cards so it's it's going to cost quite a bit to well even if you bust a load of product what's who's to say you're going to get the web foil of that card? no so, it doesn't really happen and you know no. honestly i wish upper deck would put a count i know they can't but i wonder how much more product is on epac for spider-man because it really is an investment especially if there's very specific epac achievements and also, what happens to those EPAC achievements? Do they fall off the map? Are they sold on eBay later, like Tops does with their one of ones? Like, do they just vanish? Are they even made? But there has to be pictures of them. So I have yeah. no so many unanswered questions about how this process goes. Well, I'm interested to see what happens. Well, I, I think you'll be fine with it, so I don't mean to alarm you. However, no, when no, I went I'm fine. To, I got two more. I can no, do it. No, well, no, no. Well, hear me out. Hear me out. When you go to the achievement section on the EPAC site, you no longer see them listed, any of them, for Fleer Ultra Spider-Man. So they don't show them there, because normally when you go to the achievements section, it shows you the ones that you're working on and how far you are through them. And then it just does that at the top as like a summary relevant to you. Like these are the five most recent ones. And then you can go down through each set and look at the achievements and see what's there. Right. For the older sets, they've all dropped off. They don't show anymore. The only achievements you can see are avatars, which is, I don't know why people (laughs) do avatar achievements. Anyway. um, So (laughs) just, just why would you, Um, but the, um, the interesting thing for me 
is that they are they are still available because I did manage to get enough webfoil and base to do some of the silvers. So I've already got um, I've already got one webfoil silver. So actually, I've probably got about Ooh. I'm probably about if I had everything that was available on Epax right now, I'd be seventy percent of the way there. But that's still thirty web four short. So I'm probably still going to pursue it. But I haven't had the time. You've gone into it full on. I've just not, not been, um, not been able to to de devote that. Um, partly because um, there was a, there's a, a guy in the group who's on also on Epax, who has um, I've been talking to, and I need to get back to him. And he's he actually has the rainbow foil, not the rainbow web foil. Oh, the rainbow foil, and he's willing to sell it to me. So I've got to get back to him. That's and he's nice. also the guy who's got the free silver web foils that are on EPACs. So he's willing to You need to, to claim all that, baby. So I, so I will do. Yeah, I will do. It's just been an absolutely mad week. And I stayed up to watch the Super Bowl. So no, I didn't get to bed till four in the morning. Plus you've been sick. Plus yeah. I've been sick. And yeah, I've just yeah. got home from work. And I've just wanted to just like switch off. So um, got you. And, and disengage. So, um, so there's that. So anyway... Uh, awesome work buddy um hats off to you oh thank you thank you yeah no it's been it's been a nightmare so i put together a list you've and been, that's you had a much... wall chart yeah literally yeah. <laughs> so you've got to send me a photo of that as it is right now <laughs> okay. you've got to send me a photo of that because that is going to be that is going to be on our tasting notes it's just oh, what have amazing. I done? You are actually what taking a photo right now at this moment. I'm taking a photo right now. I'm not going to forget. This is what this, this is what grown men do. This is what grown men do. I don't even care. I don't even care. Whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway, but anyway, you got to own who you are, man. <laughs> You've got to own who you are. Um, and um, thanks again, oh, Paul J Hill, gosh. for that. Thanks again, Paul J Hill, for that awesome intro to this podcast. Anyway, um, what was I going to say next? We do need, and we promised last week. Yeah, oh, that was me binging. Sorry, let me stop binging. Who was binging me? It's okay, you binged bing me. maybe. Oh, that was you binging me. A bit of a binger. You binged me. Oh you shoot, binged me a photo. that was me binging. That was you binging me. <gasps> that was binging the photo. I'm so sorry. <laughs> you make that noise on dates. Anyway, um, so, always. always. <laughs> Only if it's a good date. <laughs> wow. Okay, so we're going to go back to... Where are we going to go back to? We're going to go back to... Collecting goals? No, we're not. We I do? don't think we're going to do that this week. Cause, um, wow. Cause, well, um, just shutting me down then, aren't we? No, 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 no. I won't propose anything anymore. That's fine. Oh, for, That's cool. I see goodness sake. Are we having a domestic on air? <laughs> no, I'm sorry. Are we having honey. a domestic? I mean, Ian. Andrew. Um, so... <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, dear! It, it, so, so there was, there was a guy I used to work with, um, in in the West End box office who was um, a lot of the guys I used to work with were gay because it's the West End. <laughs> I was the token because it's the West End. And yeah. one of them, one of them came to work one day and he he had a bit of a smirk on his face. He also looked incredibly tired. I was like, "You're all right." And he goes, "Yeah, I was, I um, I picked up a French guy last night and um, I didn't get much sleep." And I was like, "Oh, okay." And then he he, he let on that the uh, this uh, I don't know why this makes me laugh, but he let on that the French guy in in his moment of um of in enlightenment, shall we say, shouted out. Jarive, Jarive, <laughs> which makes perfect sense because it's French, but it just makes me laugh. 
<laughs> so I've just associated it with Andrew. That's why. That's why. That's uh, funny. Okay. I anyway. like that. It'd be like an inside joke. So, I'm in. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so what I'm going to do now is <laughs> I'm going to play this voicemail that we've had since yes. the, um, since November Important. last year. Uh, and this is from a guy called Tyler um, Kochi. I think you pronounce your surname. Um, Finally happening, Tyler. So Tyler, you, you've probably burnt these cards by now, but um, he, sent us, he sent us this voicemail. So we're finally answering your question, Tyler. Here goes. Hi, my name's Tyler. I have comment cards that I've been collecting for years, roughly 30 pages, all inside laminated sheets, front and back. I don't know what to do with them. Can you guys please let me know? That's Tyler. Um, Tyler, thank you Tyler. for that. Um, thank you, man. Now, I'm guessing he's in America, um, and I could hear him flicking through the pages as we were talking, as he was talking. Yes. So he had yes, them there yes, in his yes. hand. Um, so if he's still got them. Um, so he's got 30 pages, front and back. So it sounds to me like they've got two cards in each pocket. Yeah. Um, and they're binded, so that's good. So the condition, I think we can assume the condition is, is pretty decent. But beyond yeah, that, I have I no idea so. what, what, what sets they are. So I guess, um, what do you want to do with them? Well, I guess, I guess the question is, Tyler, what do you want to do with them? Um, I yeah, see. Post- is, is he specifically asking about selling them? Like, no, what he didn't is say. He... he just said he wanted to know what to do with them. Now, I think I'm going to make an assumption because um, we don't get it so much in MCCW, but you do see it a lot on some of the other card groups where people join and they post stuff and say, I've got these, I don't know what they are. And they'll have got yes. a flea yes, market yes, yes, or yes. car boot sale, or there'll be a stack of cards with elastic bands around them, you know, varying conditions. And uh, mm-hmm. I guess, I guess the first thing I would say then is condition is key. hundred percent. So if, if you do want to sell them, you know, condition is everything. Um, one thing I would say though, is that in almost every case, when people post, cards that they found or that they had when they were a kid they've posted them and in almost every case the responses are they are pretty common and yeah. they're not actually worth that much and people are a bit like oh because because and and i don't mean to burst anyone's bubble here trading cards generally speaking the majority of them are trading cards yeah. yeah it's you know the big thing that happened with uh, Marvel Masterpieces 2016 was that it, introdu- it introduced a whole different price point for trading cards uh, when they broke into the hobby. Because at that point, the more, most expensive ones were ones that were extremely rare. Like, for instance, Marvel uh, Onslaught Ultra has four cards in there um, that are stamped and are signed. Uh, two yeah. by Stan Lee, one by Jim Lee, and one by... Um, uh, the guy who made Deadpool, Rod Linfield. Oh, Leefield. Leefield. No, yeah. Leefield. Leifield. And um, Leifield, I'm not sure. But yeah. those four artists um, had their signatures there. And then the product was so low because in 1996, the, you know, the trading card boom was over. And they you know, printed in a premium product and they tried to you know, 
get people back into it or whatever, but it didn't work out. So a lot of that project went, you know, either unproduced or locked up or lost and became very rare. Yeah. So Marvel Masterpiece is 96 and Marvel Ultra Onslaught, those inserts in that case, probably the most expensive things from the 90s other than maybe a couple of sketches and a few other things, but very, very small. Yeah. The thing that really demands the price point right now, which in my in my opinion is eventually going to change, is the Marvel Masterpiece 6 2016. Yeah. Those are the cards that are really demanding higher price points, as well as Marvel Masterpieces 2018. Yeah. Which is why you get the excitement of Marvel Masterpieces 2020. Yeah. yeah. Um, sketches, really good sketches that are very detailed, are usually always going to be a good investment depending on the character, depending on the artist, but very good detail, very nice sketch. Yes, it's very subjective, but I'm going to be honest with you. A lot of times for these newer sketch cards, the more detail you get, the price point will be a little higher. Yeah. So it just yeah. depends. And I feel bad for those guys too because, you know, it must be really odd to go through your collection from when you were a kid, see a hologram, and say, well, this has to be expensive because it's such a unique looking art. And then to find out that, you know, you can get them on eBay. My, my advice to those people, especially, you know, trying to see what you're going to do with them or having cards from way back when or whatever, I would say the first thing to do is just go on eBay and type something in from one of those cards and just yeah. look at the fine print. Look yeah. at the year and look at the series. Like, is it Marvel Masterpiece? Is it Marvel Universe? And just type that into eBay and yeah. let, you know, reality, unfortunately, be what it is. Um, and then, you know, if you want to sell them, you can, if not, you know, you, you can come one of these groups, um, you know, trade or maybe fill a set or get back into the hobby, but, you know, yeah, I mean, I guess that's, that's, unfortunately um, that's how it goes. Yeah. I mean, when you look on eBay, look at sold listings as well. Don't look at uh, what people are asking for because there's there's a reason why people yeah. you know why cards are sat on eBay and relist time and time and time again is because yeah, there's not that many yeah. people looking for them and if they are they're they're looking for more realistic price points. I mean you're looking and when I say hundreds of thousands of cards from the early mid nineties sets were made, I mean hundreds of thousands of cards. So yeah, um, a, and the numbers yeah. are huge. Yeah, we um, have we have a list of those numbers as well. For some of the groups, so you can yeah. see. From, yeah, yeah, for some, some, some of, of them that were yeah. for sure on. Yeah. Um, and they used to be on a sticker in the box. Remember that? Where they put like, like out of 120,000 or 300,000 or whatever yeah. it is. Like I'll have a look. I'll have a look. I've got. Um, some of them do. Well, I've still got that Marvel Universe. Oh, excuse me. Sorry, dear. It's not me. The 92? Uh, the 92. I've still got that to open, which I'm saving. Like, um, I'll probably have a nice glass of uh, wine opening at the same time. I'm nice trying not to, yeah, try not to. I'm box and open a box. Oh, I just, I just want to open a 90s box. Mm. I love 90s, but that's, that's the thing. I, I'm, I'm on the verge of buying a 90s box just to open it. Yeah. Just for fun. Yeah, this would be my... First, no, second, I opened a box of Comic Covers Series 2 mm. about 10 years ago, and that was pretty nice. I also that opened a nice. box of Saxon Violence, which was um, George Perez and oh, yeah. uh, Peter David. It was a, a comic images set from their uh, series that they did for Epic, Heavy Hitters Marvel thing, um, right. which was brilliant. Um, anyway, I digress. Um, Tyler. Um, I guess the, the other thing is if you don't want to sell them or if at this point you're still open to possibilities, um, 
you know, in answer to your question, what should you do with them? Well, maybe just, you know, spend a bit of time with them, have a look at them, take them out, um, see if you can figure out what sets they are. Have a look online at Jeff Allender's House of Checklists. Um, that's Allender, A-N-N-E-N-D-E-R. Um, you will see sections for DC Marvel. You'll see sections for TV. You'll see sections for all sorts of trading cards. Have a look through there and see if you can pinpoint and identify which sets they are. If you can't, join one of the Facebook groups, uh, maybe MCCW or, you know, there's lots of other Facebook groups out there where people will um, certainly be able to offer you advice. Um, yeah. And just definitely. just post them up, post them up with clear pictures. Um, try and have sorted them so you know if you've got a complete run or if you just have maybe 10 cards from one set, 15 cards from another, that kind of thing. Um, try and identify if you think there may be chase cards. Um, so by that, I mean they'll often have slightly different numbering on the back. They might say one of nine or they might say, just pulling this off the top of my head, if it's a chase card set that's milestones, for example, it might be M1, M2, M3, etc. The base cards usually yeah. follow numbering one through to, it could be 50, it could be 90, it could be 100, it could be 150, depending on which set it is. Um, and again, condition is everything. But if it's a base card from the 90s, you know, at best, even if you have the complete set, you're maybe talking 10 Fifteen dollars, you know, depending on the set. Some of them are worth a bit more, some are worth a bit less. Some of them have parallels and chase cards that may be worth a couple of bucks each. Maybe some of them are worth five bucks each. Mm -hmm. But again, condition is everything. So, you know, I guess you know you might look at them and you might be like, actually, these are kind of cool. I fancy finishing the set. In which case, just dive in. Why not? Um, it's a fun, fun nice. hobby. Fun yeah. hobby, you know. Get yourself some new sleeves. Get them, get them in nice new sleeves so that they look a bit fresher. Um, mm -hmm. Get them ordered. Yeah, I would suggest doing up. that. Yeah. If you're going to sell something, and and not to be dishonest or anything, but if you're going to sell something, especially cards, photograph them well. New sleeve it up. These plastics get cloudy over time. Mm. Try to have the nice presentation. Make sure you show people the condition straight out. Don't try yeah. to hide out corners and all that stuff because honestly it's not worth it you know at the end of the day you don't want to ruin your your, your um, reputation you don't want to do all that kind of weird stuff because people no. find out claims are open mm -hmm. you know you don't you don't really want to go down that road yeah and also never ever 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 norin ever 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 Put elastic bands, <laughs> elastic bands or rubber bands. Don't do that. That's ridiculous cards. stuff. Someone just showed Never a picture, it. right? We looked at something. It was in. It was in. It was in a group. It wasn't in our group, but it was in a group. And this guy posted up a picture That's and crazy. said, "And said, oh, I've got these. You know, yada yada yada. What might they be worth?" And no one commented helping him. Everyone commented saying, "Stop with the rubber bands." <laughs> Everyone like, freaked out. Everyone it was like, kind no! of like it's, it's one of the big. I mean, short of lying on the floor and getting Andrew to shout Jariv on top of them, um, it's possibly one of the worst <laughs> things to do with cards. That's a good connection. I really like that. Yeah, that was good. So, that was awesome. So, yeah, was, yeah. No rubber bands on cards. That's crazy. Because what ends up happening is that the elastic and the rubber band end up pulling on the edges of the card. And it it makes an indention on the first card. But it also makes it in on the rest of the cards below it because now the side of the card has that end in as well. Yeah, it's it's not worth it. It's what we used to do as kids, and now we have to understand that if you are looking at cards as an investment, that's really not the wisest thing to do. You you invest a little bit of money on a nice little 
you know, pages, just two pages and keep them in a nice yeah. binder, put them on a shelf and yeah. that's it. And make sure no, you know, put something on top of the binders as well. Cause you don't want dust to settle in at the top of the binder and get into where the cards are. Cause that's where you create yellowing and, you know, if light is sitting on the top of the binder in a bookcase, you can also do that. Casual collectors don't, wouldn't worry about that, but crazy people like Ian and I will worry about that because that's yeah, crazy. I have mine on a bookcase. They're not open topped, so in theory, no, they look great. I don't stress solid. as much. Um, thank you. It's the excitement of doing this podcast. So um, I was going to show you some some mail call activity. Mail call. Mail call. Um, mail call. So, first of all, I, yesterday I went over to, and I'm going to give him a shout out. Um, he doesn't listen, so I'm still going to give him a shout out. Um, to, uh, I don't know, maybe, maybe he's not into podcasts, I don't know. Um, to Oliver Harvey of Canary Comics in Norwich Market, Norwich in the UK, who oh, cool. has, uh, when I went there yesterday, I got a nice little load of Avengers comics. Oh, wow. In the wow. 40s range. Some nice ones. And they're all kind of Milgram oh, and Sinnott. So cool. Yeah, it's um, Al Milgram pencils and Joe Sinnott inks, a lot of these. Um, oh, especially wow. this issue 243, which is when they just come back from Secret Wars. Whoa, look Isn't at that, that cover. Yeah, it's a wonderful cover. That's really pretty. So that's Al Milgram and Al Joe Milgram. Sinnott um, doing the inking. Yeah. Um, wow. I think the colorist is listed inside. Uh, and they also did the following issue cover i think they might do some of the insides as well that's that's the next issue isn't that wonderful i love the pop of color it's just, just nice the colors and that's this nice. is this is nice avengers pieces. from 1984 so you know going back a few years um anyway they're not you know they're not um immaculate condition but they're nice enough for me and you know i'm getting a nice run together so happy with that but that wasn't what i want to show you because um, he also then found I've been going off to the Avengers Spotlight, which started off as solo Avengers featuring Hawkeye and then changed to Avengers Spotlight. So it did 20 issues under one title and 20 issues under another. The, the numbering carried on. And it's a really crappy condition of issue 25 of Avengers Spotlight from 1989, it says here. It's a Jusco cover. It's a Joe Jusco cover. Look at that. Wow, that's a... Amazing, amazing cover. I will put this on the tasting notes. Good evening, Joe. Um, hey, man. You're oh, going to go meet Joe. Well. I think we should yes, warn him. I think I am. He might, he might, he might have his protection detail. Might, he doesn't need a protection detail. He's a former New York cop. No, no, um, no, no, no. He's, uh, he can handle himself. So um, no, he'll be Joe fine. is going Rest. to a con in uh, Raleigh, North Carolina, I believe. Yes, he is. In, in Oak City. Woods. Yes. Yeah. And Joe's going to be fine. I've been hiding in this closet for years now and nothing. So I think he'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. No. Yeah. So Raleigh, Raleigh, Oak City. So I think, I think I'm going to do it. I've already had people hit me up <laughs> to get things signed for them. Oh, really? <laughs> so wow. I have to see, which I don't mind. I think it's, I mean, I understand. I understand. It's, you know, it's hard to make these cons and stuff and it's in my backyard. Yeah. Um, but I have to see actually how much it is. Yeah, have a look. Gonna be there and I got to do Find all that out. kind of good stuff. But I'm definitely interested in going. Actually, yeah. you know what? This brings up a funny thing that I wanted to ask you about. Go on. Um, one, of our, one of our friends in the group, um, he was like, so you're going to be so busy taking all your cards to go get signed by him. Like you're going to take your orange parallel from MM16, your purple parallel from MM16, 
And I think I'm going to come out and say something. And people might disagree with me, and they should. They should. I do not like getting those cards signed by Joe when the cards that are in the series actually have signatures from Joe. Yeah, it doesn't float my boat at all. Okay, I yeah. was about to, okay, that makes me feel better because I was like, oh, maybe I'm not understanding something. Maybe yeah. I'm a little yeah. confused here. But I could I'm go on eBay because I, I, Joe signs a lot of cards and has done a lot yeah, over the years at cons. That's, and, that's, yeah. and some artists do that and charge for it. Some do a couple free and then charge for extras. Yeah, Ron Lynn did a couple of few free and charged extra, yeah. I think. And so, you know, and if I was going, I probably would do it. But yeah, for I, like a I sentimental would, yeah, one. I would do it yeah. if I if I took it along. But I wouldn't buy one off eBay that was signed by an artist. No, see I would never um, I, I don't mean look at those. Like, yeah. I don't mean trust them. And they might all be signed, which is possible. But I don't mean trust those. I don't look at them. I don't buy them. I don't even yeah. think about it. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't touch that stuff. Yeah. So know, if I, for me, like, yeah. Yeah. If I got it from a pack, I'd know it was legit. Chances are it'd come from C, with a COA because a lot of them do, which is, which is the card. thing they all do. Um, and um, especially, you know, some of the artists that have signed for card sets over the years are no longer with us or no longer yeah. um, uh, active or able to sign because they're, because they're, 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 they're getting on in years. So, so I get it. Yeah. Um, but some artists, um, if they sign at cons, some people do try to then sell those cards on eBay. And it's just I hate that. Fine. It, well, yeah, if you want to do it, that's fine. You know, not, not, I mean, yeah, I mean, don't you do know, it. that's whatever. But yeah. I wouldn't buy it because for me, the, me if I was to get an artist like Joe to sign something for me at a convention, well, get, get. I didn't mean to say get get someone to. Uh, if I was to ask someone or pay someone to sign, right, right, right. Um, I would uh, be doing it for value to me, to mark. Right, having that's, met the, them. that's my thing. Yeah, because yeah. you're meeting the artist. It's, it's a, a nice value. memento. Yeah. Yes. See that what I do with Ron Lim. Like I pulled the card that I really liked um, with me to the to the con. And he was kind like enough to do a pick with you. Yeah, and then we did a pick. It was so nice, and yeah. he was such a such a sweet guy. And yeah. It was so cool to meet someone who, like, I mean, my first introduction to the surfer was through him. Hmm. Um, it was a comic book, and it was a pin that I got out of a pinata <laughs> at a birthday party that <laughs> had the Silver Surfer on it, and it was Ron Lim's art, and that's my surfer. Like, my surfer is Ron Lim's surfer. Um, so, like, getting to meet him and him signing a card and all that cool stuff, that was awesome. That was, like, something special to me. Yeah. But I wouldn't want to, like, get my whole collection signed by Joe. Like, I'm just interested in saying hi. And, you know, because we've spoken and, like, yeah. yeah, he's done such amazing art. And, you know, I grew up on his pieces, too. Yeah. So it would just be cool. I'm thinking I'd, about I'd, taking one of my prints and getting it signed by him. Like, ones I made and have yeah. them signed by, like, well, you know. There's also, yeah, we'll talk, we'll talk off air. We might gift him something as well. But That'd be nice. But my friend Oliver also had this that he'd taken out of one of his books. Oh, so what I'm holding up here those. is in certain Marvel issues around the mid-90s, you would get um, mm -hmm. trading card uncut panels that were stapled into the books. Um, yes. The guy who knows most about these in the hobby um, is undoubtedly a gentleman by the name of Stephen Vargas. Uh, good evening, Stephen. Um, who, um, we will line up to come on the show at some point and we'll talk about these That'd in awesome. more detail. But uh, this, this particular one is from the um, 
the uh, Spider-Man 94 set, uh, Premier Edition Amazing Spider-Man Marvel cards. And yeah, it was mm. introducing Marvel Master Prints. And this is a free panel of Spider-Man enemies, Craven and Camellia on there. And uh, yeah, it's just really cool. And it just you just unhinge the staples and lift the card out, which is what he did. He just said, he "I said, think it looks great." Yeah, I said, "I'll buy the book," and he goes, "No, no, no, it's fine." And he just <laughs> he just gave me this. What so, a gem! Um, so I've got I've actually got a few of those now, and I think I've got uh, I think I've got a few doubles. I'm pretty sure I've already got this one, but he was he was determined to give it to me. But they're they're wonderful. Those look nice framed. Yeah, they will look nice framed. I mean, look at it. Right, I think they're really cool. It's good quality as well, and this one's pristine. I mean, absolutely pristine. Look I mean, I'm, I'm looking at it now, and it looks absolutely lovely. Yeah. No, it's been in a book. Marks, it's been in a book. It's absolutely pristine. Clean. The corners are sharp as anything. It. You know what? Were I to be into card grading, this is the kind of thing I'd want to grade. I wonder if they grade these. I like that. They, um, I think they do. They grade, they grade things in different sizes. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I like. I, don't know. I like. I don't know. It's nice. You know, that's a I nice like size it. piece to have to be sat in a in a grading thing. You know. I think. I think that's like a little. Yeah. I'm anyway, it. I'm definitely. I like it. it. I like it. So that's good. But what I also got, I, I went a bit ham on eBay. There was a UK seller who was selling a collection. Um, he, someone had obviously sold this seller a collection, and so I got. Yeah. Uh, right. Are you ready for this? From really? Spider-Man 30th Anniversary and Spider-Man The McFarlane Years, both sets that comic images, I think, put out in the early 90s. Um, the McFarlane era had Prism cards 1-6. to six. Whoa. And these Oh, yeah, I've seen these. Yeah. And then the 30th Anniversary set had Prisms 7-12. to 12. Wow. And they are kind of like shiny foil... They're just really nice. Well, the Silver Surfer had a whole set that came out. Yeah, it had a whole set in that that from the same publisher. That's all prison. So it's yeah, exactly the prism. same kind of thing. Exactly the same kind one is astonishing. Now you're having to, you're having the trouble really here of the shine of the pockets as well. So let me just show you McFarlane yeah. Spider-Man One. So that's the cub. That's the artwork from Spider-Man issue one. Wow. The, the you know millions were printed but done as a shiny prism refractor trading card. Look at that. It's just wonderful. They're really God, nice. I'm such a sucker for those like effects. Yeah. And I bought it and I was like, oh, I'm pretty sure I don't have those. I went a bit mad. Anyway, it turns out I have uh, all but two of them. So. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Yeah, of I'll just check in my binder up here. So it does Double actually complete dip. the set for me. And these are in, very slightly nicer condition and I've already sleeved them. So what I'll do is I'll hook the other ones out and I'll, um, I'll, I'll yeah. open them up. Um, so that's so funny, but yeah, <laughs> so, so I do now have the set of 12 from across the two sets. Uh, I think wow. I had nine of them previously. So I've got those, but that's not all. There's more Come here. There's more. There's uh, more. I have a, a, a set of, and this has got a spot card in Spider-Man 97. Yes, I was going to ask you because he's in there. Yeah, so that's Spider-Man 97. I like cards. And these are, in, these are in old sleeves, so I'll be re-sleeving these this evening. And they've done them front and back, which is, uh, yeah, they've got, so they've well, got two cards, cards to a pocket. No, they've got two cards to a pocket. Oh, okay. Oh, you, okay. 
So let me just look at the back of them. The oh, back of them is it's pretty plain. It's just kind of is there a power meter. Power ratings. Oh, it's kind of done like a spider. Oh, that's cute. It's quite cool. That's Iron Man. That one. Um, I'm into it. But anyway, where's the original just... art on those? I don't know. I've, I've literally. Is I've, they are by? No, no. I mean, you don't have um, to look at it. No. Uh, let me just find the spot for you. Yeah, out, oh, I appreciate it. Out, damn spot. Out. Um, spot. Quoting my, quoting my Shakespeare here. Um, <laughs> that's from the Scottish play. Oh, that is. The Scottish um, play. There he is. There's your spot. My boy. You've probably oh, got that card. Cool. No, I don't. I had to, don't. Actually, I had to oh, buy a bunch pick of it stuff. Up. Yeah, you should pick that up. I like it. That's nice. He's not in a lot of sets. Uh, the writing is actually like the really small writing that says the year. Yeah. And that. It's too small yeah. for me to read because I'm getting old. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm having that problem so, too, Yeah, actually. I'm really having that issue with that. I'm thinking going to buy one of those magnifying glasses like jewelers have oh, when they look at seriously. diamonds. Seriously. I think yeah. I'm going to actually. I think I, think I, have I, think to. I, might. I think you have might. to. Yeah. Um, so, so that's that. um, well, I know that people who do grading Use that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Ring lights. You know what? We should, make, we should make a utility belt for card collectors. Oh. And have like the necessary things. Uh, you're right. You still sat down because I've got more. I'm sitting. I'm ready. I'm on. I'm, I'm I have it. the full Marvel Silver Age set from what? 1998. Marvel Silver Age. Really? You bought a lot. Yep. You know what? Those are underrated. I like them. Yeah, they're nice. And it came with a lot of the chase cards. Um, I've got really? most of the Alex Ross um, chase set. That That's an awesome it. set. Uh, just missing one card for that. That is an awesome set. I love that. Look I remember that. when I first came out, so much drooling over that. Yeah, I so I'm just missing so AR7 from that one. Um, and I've mm. got a couple of the shinies as well. I've also got the full... Jack Kirby one to six insert set. Yeah, I got my surfer one. Yeah, Galactus and Silver Surfer. So there's that one. Yes, so that's, and then there's one another one too. And then the uh, I've also got that one, which is in the superheroes. There's a superhero subset, and they're all shiny ones. Um, mm -hmm. I only have three of those. I think there's about twenty of them. And this is Heroes of the Silver Age, and that's that's your set. Yeah. yeah, I actually have an error card of one of those. Oh, really? And the error. Yeah, it's really cool. And the error is um, the image is pulled over to the set a little more. So there's this oh, okay. huge, big strip of silver. Oh, that's wow. Like exposed. That's yeah. Nice. That's, Joe, that's Joe Sinnott artwork. Yeah, that's Joe Sinnott. That's, that's the Joe man. Sinnott. That's, that's the, he's, he's I love Joe cool. Sinnott's work, man. So he's, cool. He speaks highly of yours. Um, so that's that set. Uh, <laughs> and also, <laughs> come here, there's more. Um, so we got that one. So we got yeah. So we got two sets that have been on my radar. I'm going to give all the sleeves to my boy Oliver in the market because he uses them for his Pokemon um, stuff oh, that he sells because he sells a lot great. of Pokemon cards on on his stall. Um, I've also nice. got the rest of the box that it all came in because I bought some extra stuff. So in here also, and this is not Marvel related, so tune out now, folks, if you don't want to hear this. Um, as well as lots of <laughs> we're glossing over. Yeah, as well as loads of those polystyrene beans that you get to package stuff, I got the full, <laughs> and I'm talking 300 cards here, Star Trek 25th Anniversary Trading Card Set. Whoa! From Impel. And it's the full Holy thing. Holy crap. 
So it crosses over Next Generation, which was still going at the time. All the original stuff. Uh, it's just huge. It's got uh, comic covers wow. as part of it from the DC series. Oh, that's cool. Which is, you know, and I've got oh, some of these issues. Fine. Yeah, I remember having some of these. The artwork, the art, the cover art on the DC Star Trek series, Next Generation and the main one, is just wow. exquisite. If you ever go and look at it, it's just phenomenal. I, I want to. Um, sounds, so you've got, you've like got various different checklists. It's such a big set. It's like 300 cards. The pages just go on and on. I'm still rifling through it. It goes up to card 250, and it goes up to 300. <laughs> So it's got Holy checklists crap. in the run of the cards. So as you're going through the set, every like 50 of cards is a checklist. So it's that big a set. Whoa, they don't save more. That's for the crazy. End. Yeah, it's absolutely bonkers. So I got that. Um, and then I got, this is still sealed with its gold seal on, Star Trek Next Generation Behind the Scenes, 39 cards from Skybox. Look at that. Oh, cool. It's still in its little box. I love that. I love when the gold sticker is still yeah. in box. I'll be busting it open and bindering it, but it's it's unbelievable because yeah, I want to see them. But it's behind the scenes. Yeah, of course. Next generation. Um, wow. And then to go in my Battlestar Galactica, the uh, most recent series. You know, I'm, I mentioned to you that I was big into that. Yes. Um, and I kept one of the binders and I sold all the base and chase, but I kept all the autographed and, and prop cards. So that is the mm-hmm. focus of my collection. Wow. Rittenhouse. That's an incentive card from a case. Yeah, the Rittenhouse archives. And that's Ronald D. Moore autograph card, executive producer. So that was a, <sighs> that's a sealed Rittenhouse incentive. Ah, uh, that's really cool. Yeah. So, so that'll go nicely oh. in my Battlestar Galactica auto and uh, memorabilia card collection, which is bizarre because I don't I don't go for this type of card in the Marvel spectrum for the movies. No, no. But yeah, yeah. For, for shows like Lost, for Star Trek, and for Battlestar Galactica, and also um, the Star Trek movies, I go for these yeah. types of things as well. And Rittenhouse have done thousands of these over the years. I mean, everyone. Yeah, they really in I Star like Trek them. has signed and a lot of them have passed away, you know. Yeah. So um and yeah I wanna get yeah. one by um from Deep Space Nine. I want to get one from Dak from J- J- Z- J- Dax. Yes. Uh, uh which character uh, which character? Terry Farrell or uh Nicole uh DeBoer, who played her I'm pretty sure it's Nicole. Seven. Yeah, because uh, uh, no because no. Terry Farrell is the original actress who played her. That's what I want to. Yeah, yeah, in most my, of the series, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, she's done cards. And you can yeah. also, there are auto cards from all the episodes where you see other hosts. Like this yeah, I saw that. Yeah, so I you can actually get, well, why don't you get yourself a little Dax auto rainbow? I might get my Dax an auto rainbow. Oh, my God. I've just given you like, an idea. Let oh. me spot one first. Let me just spot one first. So, yeah, so I've been, I've been a little bit, uh bonkers on the ebay front um and someone bid me up on these hollows that it turns out i already owned <laughs> which is quite ironic really um <laughs> like I already owned most of, so it's guess i guess that's karma um having a little pop at me um so yeah 
eBay's he's been we're good. Uh, we did want to talk about Collector Club, but we'll park that for Collector Goals rather. Sorry, not Character Club. Um, Collector Goals. Um, but we've kind of touched on it in that you've got your new kind of thing going on with Spot, which is you're almost at yes. the end of that particular journey. Oh, I can't wait until that's oh, done, mate. No, you're doing really well on it. Well done. Um, I only two. So I hope it happens soon. You'll do it. Um, yeah, well, I'll do it. I want it. I'm starting it. The product's not sold out. The product isn't sold no, out. I don't. So, you know. No, no. I don't know when it's going to sell out. I'm hoping to put it on a sale. Like, damn. They haven't. Yeah. No. No. Upper deck no. Don't, don't tend to. They never put. I never saw them put Fuxum up on sale. Um, and I've never seen them put Fussum up on sale. And it's quite an expensive. You know, it's fourteen dollars for five cards. Yeah, man. I mean, they're all I'm physical. Last night. They're all physical. Boston. But, yeah. yeah but um. And um, I don't have bag luck, uh, so named after Stephen Bagley, who, whenever he buys a single pack, always seems to end up with a red flasher. Love that guy to death, but God, hmm. yeah, and <laughs> so I'm so mad at him. And, and, and <laughs> as before with red flashes, I'm not talking about communist pervs. If a joke landed the first time, it's always worth repeating. Um, he gets a hit, basically, in most of the really time does. he buys a single pack. Um, yeah. Can't, yeah. Buy, buy me a lottery ticket, please, um, Stephen Bagley. Seriously, no, he's just consistent luck on that. Yeah, it's crazy. Absolutely mm -hmm. crazy. Um, I did just want to quickly touch on uh, this week um, in Upper Deck's latest kind of sort of their, their – Modus operandi seems to be to announce a product and then literally drop it the day after. Well, this was a product that mm. had come out on retail only about six weeks ago. It was Spider-Man Far From Home. Um, okay. And they announced it on Tuesday and it went on sale on Wednesday on EPAC. Now, the rub with this was it was, it was a pretty low price point, uh, but you only got five cards per pack. Mm -hmm. And I think four of them are digital um so the idea is it's one of these combo things where you combine the digital to get the base card and yada 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 and it's quite a large set i think it's over 100 might be even 200 cards You're talking about far from home right i'm talking about spider-man far from home now here's yeah. the rub when you did all that comboing and paralleling up you would build towards something um i think it was a gold set but it required you to also have done the same from the spider-man homecoming set which is still available on epax and if you did the parallels on both sets so both of them saw a bit of a sales spike um if you did the parallels on both you would get one of 10 tom holland autograph cards and people went nuts for it honestly it was i was wondering what was going on yeah that was what that was what the guys in the club were was talking about so yeah i did see i missed half of that conversation so i didn't understand yeah wow. so basically the product dropped and they've gone already you know so people went in deep as in people um people bought like 10 cases worth oh my god like straight away just to just to combo up and you know there was that always that mad scurry that you seem to now get on epacs and the people who can afford to do so where people just go in big in the first 24 48 72 hours and spend That's literally thousands of dollars to work towards an achievement that if you bought it in and of itself off ebay it would probably be a 500 dollars card maybe just wait for ebay 
because yeah. that's what people are going to sell them. Well, that's the thing. No, no, these achievements, I don't. I think they would actually hold their value. I know some of the MCU autos do go for like most of four figures now. You know, I wonder now. if that's what you see that on the non-sport are. update yeah. sale of the day thing. So you do see that, but it's like with Marvel 80, if the um, those achievements they had, which were original comic art pages, comic art, yeah, ten of them, and they were all gone by the weekend. Set came out midweek, and they were gone by the time we recorded. So, so it looks like the thing to do now, if you want to have any chance at any of these like crazy high-end achievements, is drop is to, go, uh, is is to drop a massive amount of money straight away on EPAC, just burn through it, and then just either trade or sell all the physical inserts and sketches that you will pull, because you know within an hour there were over two hundred. No, there wasn't actually. It was about one hundred and thirty something sketches from Spider-Man: Far From Home showing on ComC. Uh, sorry, on on Epac's trading marketplace. Now, given that Jeez. the sketches fall approximately, well, there's four hits that are one per box. So if you assume a sketch is one every four boxes, there are one hundred and thirty plus sketches showing in the trading marketplace. And that was just what was showing. And this was two hours after release. So if you assume that uh, maybe another third again, maybe same again, would have been locked and some have already been moved on to ComC to sell, then two, so you, you can do the math. <laughs> it's crazy. So how do you feel about that? Oh, I just went on, um, I just went on to, um, when you go on to Trading Marketplace, it will show you how many cards are available for a product. No, no. How do you feel about, like, how do you feel about all this craziness? Because people burn through it. People burn through it. Well, I guess the thing is, the sketches still hold value. So a lot of those big people will then hold those sketches and want to either keep hold of them to trade towards stuff or to trade up within sketches. So the way sketches seem to work on Epacs is that people they're the they're the most valuable thing. They're the thing that hold their value and they're the thing that people will trade the most for. I've got the craziest offers for sketches that you would generously describe as middle of the road. And yet I've had multiple, multiple, multiple cards that are not sketches offered for them because they're the currency. So, um, but people rather like when you're buying property, you buy property, it will go up in value, you sell it to buy a better property and yada, yada, yada. Certainly in the UK, I don't know what it's like elsewhere. Um, Same here you will um, people do that with sketches so they get sketches and then they might then trade combinations of those sketches up to get a better sketch from a different art from a, you know a high quality more detailed sketch or one that's more difficult to get or one that's rare and people tend to build build up like that and obviously sketches mm-hmm. drop off as people get characters they want so there might be right. people that only trade for certain characters like me who will keep hold of sketches to trade for sketches of that character wow doesn't mean to say I go for any sketch that's thrown at me by that character. Someone hit me up on Epax last night and said, oh, you collect black cat sketches. And I was like, I looked at it. I was like, yeah, it's cool, but it's not for me. You know, right. so, it's not your thing. Um, but, um, but that's wow. starting to be known. So someone did actually offer me a black cat from Marvel Masterpieces 2018 the other day for a sketch that I had. And I was like, yeah, cool. Just came out anyway. <laughs> it was there. And I was like, you know what? You know, it's, uh, if I'd seen it on eBay, would I have gone for it? Probably not, but I'm happy to own it. And I've got it on Epac, yeah, so I can see, open I, it up for trade. I think that's what I've really started appreciating about um, Epac is how much currency you get from trading. 
Yes. Um, and you know, keeping things in your, in your, you know, it's very strategic and it's very addicting mm. and it's very much keeps you busy. Yeah. Um, and no, I, I agree. The spot hunting's really taught me that. Like I went yeah. for, uh, like a little eighth set and a little flare set. So like I've done like a nine pager of all the, of the nine cards. Oh, the I really like from want. the flare yeah, yeah. series. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You just, and then I did the same thing for 80th as well. Um, and then, you know, I kept them on there. I didn't ship them to myself right away. And all of a sudden now I'm like, you know what? I made all those con- those cards. <laughs> I have those retros. I'm kind of thinking maybe, you know, I'm just going to keep those up for trade now. I just yeah. keep a few of them that I like instead of doing a full niner, you know? Yeah. And that's it. So it's, it is, it is, there's definitely a benefit to collecting cards on EPAC, keeping them there until you really have the ones you like. And then, you know, eventually getting over the hype and then trading the ones you were going to keep, but you kind of changed your mind on and keep the rare inserts. Like I got a great Jubilee and Magic uh, comic clipping. Oh, wow. Absolutely in love with that I traded crazy for. Um, I got, I'm happy to keep those. So I'll ship those to me, but everything else. Nice. Probably, you know, nice. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I, I like that. I like that. That's a real good benefit to the to the to the back. There I is. Think. There is. So anyway, Spider-Man: Far From Home is out now on Apex. Um, yes. Go into it if you want to. I bought two packs just to see. Um, so I got ten cards, two of which were physical. There was nothing in there of any interest whatsoever because I'm not. The, the set itself doesn't stoke my fires at all. And even the people who go in for the MCU sets, a few a few of them have, have busted them on physical release literally only a month ago and weren't massively mm. impressed by the chase sets and the inserts so it really is a set that where the, the if you're into it and you want to buy it for that then it's the sketches and the autos like jake gyllenhaal obviously everyone's chasing his sketch uh, autograph as well he's yeah. uh, about to perform in london in the west end uh, oh really yeah it's um he it's a sondheim musical called sunday oh, in the cool. park with george uh which is based uh which is about the painting by um, Surat. Um, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, uh, is one of my favourite paintings. And if uh, for those who yeah. who may not know it, um, if you've ever watched First Bueller's Day Off, the original painting, uh, Sunday afternoon, um, I think it's Sunday afternoon on the island of the Grand Jat. So it's basically a, a scene in late 19th century Paris of Parisians enjoying um, an afternoon in the sunshine by a lake. And... Yes. Um, it is the original is in the uh chicago uh, i can't remember what this the museum's called it's in a chicago art gallery basically and so in ferris Bueller's day off they go and look at it so it's yeah. that painting that they're all standing looking actually nick montage the film does yeah, yeah. Um, and it's that brilliant. Piece, yeah. anyway massive segue but jake gyllenhaal is going to be reprising his his singing part it as wow. um I think he plays the central character, the painter, Surat, oh, um, in London. And I'm I absolutely dying to see it because apparently it was a fantastic production. And I, I did see a production of it in the West End about 15 years ago. Um, and it's Sondheim. So it's, it's astonishing. Uh, it's, it's just a wow. beautiful, beautiful experience. So you got to um, tell me when you see it. That's going to be so cool. Well, I don't know if I will. I, I don't. <laughs> I got a four-year-old. I don't get to go out much anymore. Yeah, uh, and I don't live in London. I don't work in West End theatre anymore. So I used to be able to go and see two or three shows a week. 
yeah without paying because i was working on them but now unfortunately that's no longer my reality uh now i get to sit in my loft and talk to you over skype and record it so that people can hear Hello. There it is. <laughs> um, no, uh, postscript to this episode. So, um, Annabelle Kirby uh, of Kirby's Comic Art. Um, good, uh, good evening, uh, Annabelle. Um, yeah, or should I say, Buongiorno, Annabelle, because you are Buongiorno. in Italy at the moment. At yes, I can't remember the name of the convention. But um, when our episode dropped, and obviously we we were revealing the Kirby's Comic Art uh, community are doing their own sketch card stock for some of those yes. artists to do sketch cards on um uh, she posted it on her page as well that they were cut they were coming out and someone has posted to kirby's comic art community on facebook um i bought zoo Orzo's first sketch card and they've got themselves with the artist with a photo of the sketch card that they've offered so cool. at the at the con that they're at in italy so i think mean, that's really cool um you've loved it as well you've seen that so that's good yeah and the artist awesome. the artist has posted pictures oh she's got it in a one touch straight away the artist has posted pictures of it I haven't seen um, that. the um the collector has posted pictures of it and it's just beautiful so oh, yeah so uh, i i honestly don't know the details of how to get those outside of cons so um hit um annabelle up on kirby's comic art community and, and she'll tell you um I personally am interested to find out how one would do it if you weren't able to go and see them at cons because there's an awful lot of audience like me who can't make the trip to Italy and can't go to America unless they do something in the UK. I'm kind of stuck. So um, so hopefully that will be accessible to, to, to people uh, kind of on a more mail order. Uh, yes. Basis. But, um, but Oh, she got death from Sandman. I was wondering. Yes, I was wondering who it was. Yes, that's who yes. it is. It's Death from Sandman. Yes. Wow. Beautiful. I love that series so much. It's so good. Oh, I need to reread it. I need to reread it. I've got. Oh, wow, um, I've, I've not actually read. I think I've only read the first issue. You know, he um, game and went back and did another Sandman series yeah, yeah. a couple of years back. I've read issue one, yeah, but yeah. I've and I've got them, but I've just not read the rest of it. So I might have a little read tonight. I might get myself back into some Sandman. That's nice. Um, yeah, just to, just to do it. Um, so that's it for this week. What I'm going to do is I'm going to make this promise to you now live on air. I keep talking about it. This promise evening, me. when I'm sat down, chilling with a glass of wine, I'm going to make a shared Google calendar and invite your, sketch, your Gmail account, your sketch card hive one. Beautiful. And we're going to put in when we're recording over the next few weeks so that you can line up a couple of the guests that you've been talking to because we'll know when we're yes. actually recording. <laughs> yeah, I so that we can sort a few things out. Um, and we'll yeah. get that done and we can get some more voices up in here for you. For you fine, fine people. Um, fine people. Um, Andrew. Sharif. Sharif. Would you like me to say our enjoy collecting, my friends? Enjoy collecting, everybody. Thanks for listening to the Marvel Card Collectors podcast. You can subscribe via our home on anchor.fm forward slash MCCP. Leave us a message via that link with questions, comments, or just to say hi, and we may even play on the show. We're also on iTunes, Spotify, and all major podcast platforms. Our podcast is at the MCC pod on Facebook and Twitter. 
and you can find links on our Facebook page to the two groups MCCW, Marvel Card Collectors Worldwide, and MMC, Marvel Masterpieces Collectors. On Instagram, find us at mmcollectors and at sketchcardhive. The great music we use is called Rocket Power by Kevin MacLeod. Thanks to the collectors, artists, and creators who support the Marvel Cards Fan Collective. We'll see you next time, and remember, it's a small hobby but a fun one. Make mine Marvel and enjoy collecting. Thank you.